Do you yeah. need... I'm talking. Sorry. Also texting Emily. Okay. Who's literally 10 feet away from me. Um, I think we're good to start. A bell. Refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry. I will. How about a whiskey and soda? Uh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Tipsy Terror. Hello. Hi, everybody. The morning after for uh, It Follows. Um, yeah, so what do we think? I don't know. You know what is so stupid? What I was thinking is um, what if one of us got the It Follows demon and we were just sitting down to record a podcast <laughs> and it like came in? <laughs> like, how would we get out of that situation? That's how we die. Uh. Yeah, there's only one entrance to this room, so we're gonna have to yeet out the window. <laughs> Do you know the funny? Lord? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The Lord yeeteth and the Lord yonketh away. <laughs> yeah, okay, I just wanted to get that out of you because <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> um, I the first time I watched it follows. I thought about like the one entrance thing. Uh, like pretty much everywhere I was, because mm-hmm. um, the house I was living in only had like one, uh, like. There was, like, one front door entrance, and then, like, right by the front door, if you went through, like, to this, like, patio thing, and then out again, yeah. and that was, like, but, like, you had to, both doors were, like, in that area, and so if you were anywhere else, you were, like, pretty much screwed, unless you jumped out the window or something, Right. Uh, but I th- did not think about that after this viewing, and I thought I would, because when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, and I just haven't been thinking about that. That's such, like, a weird... Um, at my parents' house, there's a lot of doors in a lot of places, and a lot of it's very open. So I have a lot of exit routes. Right. And this is something I think about for, like, home invasion. Yeah. yeah. Stuff a lot. Like, how am I going to, like, get out? Right. It's, like, crazy. I think I could do it. Yeah. This, this apartment, not that it's a very visual good. thing. This is a hell place to be yeah. if you haven't it follows. But our apartment next year has two two doors, so... Come out! Here you go. Just don't get an ST demon in the meantime. <laughs> All right, I'll hold off. <laughs> um, one of the things that we didn't talk about in the episode was the music. <gasps> yeah. Which I wanted to bring up because it's amazing. <laughs> Love some synth. It sets the tone so well, and like the rising, like the way the music. I don't know anything about music, but like it definitely like keeps the tension. Um, uh, especially whenever there's the monsters following like the mm-hmm. the way the music goes it's very tense and it works really well i do love the uh, score as well it's super good it a little bit reminds me of the stranger things yeah score like a very bit, synthy yeah. and like sci-fi right um it's super cool shit i was go- i had a i had a different point other than stranger things but now i'm just thinking about <laughs> stranger things um uh, oh, it also kind of um, adds to that you don't know what time period this movie's set in. Yeah. Because, like, synth is very, like, 80s. But it's also, like, right, pretty right. pop. It's, like, growing again. Yeah. But this is also from a few years ago. So. It's from a few years ago. I think that was intentional um, to uh, set the tone or, like, put it in that time period or, like, kind of uh, an homage, maybe. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, for a long time, I had like the main theme song as my alarm, and like I, I didn't get sick of it. Like I still love it. So, oh really? Yeah, Ooh. it's cool. 
I might steal that from you. That's Maybe. Cool. Is yeah. it not startling to wake up to? Because isn't there like the dumbs or something? In yeah, there? yeah. It like builds slowly, and then there's this main riff that's like dun 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 dun. dun can like we that. play it on the podcast? If uh, yeah, we can. Um, Maybe if we talk over it so we don't get sued for copyright. I guess I don't have my computer set up to play that because i wasn't expecting but we i can. was just gonna play it into the mic sure. um i will say though that's something that really uh yeah because it's like starts out really slow yeah it's yeah just it enough does to open your eyes too but um you know a lot of people because i was on letterbox looking at some stuff and pretty much everyone was like oh halloween 2.0 with synth yeah and it's like Okay, I get like it's got some different from Halloween, like the shot stuff. But this is the music is something that sets it apart because Halloween's right. music is also very iconic, but they're two like different feel yeah. music. Because the Halloween one's more like this one definitely is dread, but like Hall- Halloween yeah. is more like fear. Right. I guess does that make it's sense? It's like a quicker pace. Yeah. Right. Um. So I think that this is a good thing that really separates this movie. There. Yeah. yeah. That's what I always think about from this movie. But that was your buzzer noise too. <laughs> yeah. But I will say though, listening to it now, it you can hear the like Halloween inspiration still. Yeah, in it, yeah. There's a but lot it's of like, information. It's, a, it's just a different style. <laughs> like they just they did, which is fun because Halloween was '79. Yeah. So like it yeah. sounds like almost like it would be from that time, but then it's like just completely its own piece. Right. Yeah. Um. The poster for this movie is also so cool. Yeah, the poster is really good. Which is like that, just the car shot. Yeah. Um, on Wikipedia, the poster is different. It's it's like a girl. Uh, it's drawn. It's drawn, and it's just a girl like in her car, like checking her back mirror. Oh, <gasps> cool. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's okay. Like I like the um, the actual poster better. It it just look. I mean, it oh. is. Yeah, it's definitely like in the style of oh, I like something that. from I like the that a lot. uh from that from like the seventies or eighties. It looks like the Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. poster to me. Yeah, yeah. with the like eyes. the eyes. The right. eyes are exactly yeah. the same. And the font. So I Yeah, think I don't know what that poster is from, but <laughs> it's interesting. That's super neat. Yeah. I think I do like the car one. It's more iconic I like to the like car this one specific more. movie. Also, every time you're watching it and you get that shot of the car, you're like, ah yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Poster. It's like almost like saying the name or the title in the film but this time you're getting Mm -hmm. the poster in the film right this is like also one of the movies like it really sticks with you yeah after the fact it does like i've been been on edge about people like (laughs) walking behind me right and i feel like every time we're all together we've brought up it follows like in the like the week since we've like talked well it's been a little over a week but like we've been like oh yeah by the way like always thinking about this like Mm -hmm. it's been on all of our minds right it's one of those horror movies like once you watch it like you won't forget it yeah mm-hmm. even though cool. watching it this time I, it's like i i remember it all the beats and it wasn't like watching it for the first time mm-hmm. but it was like just as thrilling to watch it even though i knew everything was gonna happen right you know it like it stuck with me enough for me to be like oh i could tell you the exact plot later but like <laughs> it was still so exciting because i i think that's a credit to the cinematography Mm-hmm. and stuff because you you can remember the plots and stuff but you're not going to remember every single shot that happens in that movie unless you've seen it a bunch right. so you're still getting like it has it's just so beautifully done that 
multiple viewings are almost required. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved that supercut you did of every time we said, "Oh, what a great uh, yeah, shot!" Yeah, <laughs> that was that was good. I'm glad you that did that. <laughs> I think there were more, but I just like did note them. Yeah, it got the point across of yeah. how much we talked about the shots in this movie because it's so good. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up is that in this, there's a lot of like weird parent stuff um because like uh at the beginning the girl right before she dies she calls her dad and is talking to her dad mm-hmm. and um and then gary gets killed by his mom mm-hmm. uh, when he dies is it gary greg greg, greg. yeah greg. greg gets killed a by terrible his mom. name for a hot neighbor but. yeah <laughs> uh and then uh the demon turns into uh jay's dad like during the pool scene yeah. which is like right when it's about to kill her uh and then everyone seems to be living with their parents even though they're like adults that's actually i don't this is actually in detroit though right yeah okay see that's a little weird because i was gonna say because i'm from a small a smaller town and a lot of people they go to like the local college and just live with their parents because it's just like easier so that i was like oh that makes sense but this is also like in a big city so right um i think that like pairs really well with your reading of the film about about like having a kid yeah yeah being, like um, weird. The, the kids are the parents it follows and this is just payback <laughs> yeah like yeah just like interesting dynamics about like reproduction and right. family and sex i was reading another analysis of it and they were talking about how they were just looking at it through the lens of like the demon is um shame i was just about to say that yeah like how you're worried about like not wanting your parents to know about you having sex and stuff like that that um, is literally what i was gonna say um my like i can just think back to like when i had sex for the first time and i was like like i cannot let the adults know you know and so like the the worst thing is like your punishment is like facing your parent right like it's like this thing is like the embodiment yeah that is exactly what i was just about to say so that makes me so happy that you found an article right that's so neat yeah so i i thought that was a really good analysis um uh another thing is uh so this was like a vulture article that i read that was like analyzing the movie and it was talking about it's like this is the big thing that you missed from (laughs) it Mm -hmm. follows um so something that it brings up is that uh, apparently every time we see Jay's mom on screen, she's drinking. Cause the first time she, we see her, we see her, she has like a glass of wine with her. And then there's another time where we see Jay's mom and she's like pouring some liquor into her coffee mm. or something. And so like at the end of the article, they were trying to, they were saying like Jay's dad probably committed suicide. And, um, the mom is still like dealing with that. And like, so um during the pool scene uh like she's being followed by this man and then she's like uh the the sister asked what does it look like you know just so uh she can know like how tall is it what does it look like and then jay's like i don't want to say um and like it's later confirmed that the pool the guy at the pool was the dad and so she's like i don't want to say i don't want to tell you that it's our dad who's um following me you know oh my god probably because like the kids have had to deal with the dad's death um (gasps) and like they're like moved past it mostly but it's still like recent enough to where the mom's still not um uh all the way like recovered yet 
Holy so shit. that was another analysis of it that I thought was really good. And just, it fits really well. I think that's a really good analysis. My one fixation on it is, it, it, like, why suicide? Why not just death in general? Is there, like, any hint uh, towards why they would assume it's suicide? Because, like, just the dad dying for any reason would still cause these same b- periods of grief. I mean, I think dealing with different forms of it. I'm just curious. Was there a reason they picked... Like they said um, on that he had completed suicide or I don't uh I have the article right in front of me. Let me see. Uh so it says my theory, Jay's father kills himself. We we're never given this information right out, but Greg's mother comments Okay, Greg's mother, um, there's a scene where she's pointing at the family and yeah, she's like that, those people are out of control. Or like those people um need to get their shit together or something. Um, so they say uh, Greg's mother's comment plus Jay's mother's day drinking seems to point to this. He's obviously absent from the house and maybe he left. No way. I don't think so. Here's why. And then she talks about in the pool scene. Um, it's her dad. Um, why does this prove that, uh, he killed himself? Well, the pan be beyond Jay's mother shows an older family photo. Jay and Kelly are much younger, but the man to the mother's left is the exact man it was portraying not a day older if you pay attention to the polaroids tacked to jay's bedroom mirror there's a photo of her and her father same man but basically the same age but she's a child he's been dead for years which is why the girls seem more complacent and put together they've learned to cope but their grieving mother is still despondent self-medicating with alcohol um and then yeah they yeah, I mean, there's no further explanation for why specifically it is uh, suicide versus just a normal. I'm sure it was just kind of death. like an assumption, but maybe because yeah. it was like real sudden. This is yeah. um, this is from Thought Catalog. It's an article by MJ Pack, and it says, "Here's why you missed the scariest part of it." Follows as the title, but yeah, I thought that was interesting to bring up because that um, is also part of the parents' aspect, but it's also like another detail of the film that you like i never noticed that the mom was always drinking kind of neither yeah oh that gives another like if that reading is like really accurate it gives another meaning to the feel like uh title it follows yeah like the grief and grief. sadness yeah. like of losing a loved one follows you like, right that's really good into your life also that adds more meaning to because remember how i pointed out in the regular episode that uh you never see the mother completely head on like mm-hmm. if she's like partially out of frame all the time it's probably because she's like mentally just not there yeah so it's probably just a better representation of the mom's state so that just adds on to that oh i love that i love talking about this movie there's so much yeah to yeah there's so much to unpack like i was reading a bunch of theories yesterday or on friday um and uh yeah there's a lot of theories online and a lot of them are like out well so there's one that i read where um it starts out like explaining the movie and uh this person like uh they have like it's this whole long reddit post um but uh they talk about like every different part of the movie and one thing they point out that i thought was interesting is something that adds to the uh like not in a specified time period is that they're they point out that like all of the um, main characters or the kids seem to be from a different time period. Um, like uh, I think, let me find. Like it. just the way they look or act. The way they dress, um, look and dress basically. Greg um, is eighties. Yeah, Greg is eighties. Um, 
the Jay and her sister are like the 90s. The girl with the glasses, I would put her as like 60s. So this person was saying the girl with the glasses is from a future because she has a shell phone and uh, she's the only one who has that cool. technology. Her gla- so she's just probably her face from and glasses look very yeah. like 60s. She was saying me. they were saying like uh, she's probably from like the 2010s, like uh, later than the film was uh, made. Yeah. And then there's the girl at the beginning who has a normal cell phone that she uses to call her dad. Yeah. Um, so I she's probably just from too. the 2000s. And like there's a good mix of like the types of cars that they use. Yeah. Between like modern and old. Yeah. Um, so this theory actually ends with them claiming that the everyone's in hell and the uh, Paul is actually a succubus. I don't. Okay, you explain this Paul is a succubus thing to me, and it's just like I it's, don't. Uh, get I it. didn't read the whole thing, like because they they like set up all the different aspects of it, but I I don't think I like. Also, like I that's those kinds of theories are just people too, having fun. Yeah, it's also like that's not that's not what it's the movie's about you know like i feel like um trying to interpret it in that way is missing the point because they're just trying to get like clicks on a new theory probably you think kind of i i mean i think it is a general like their actual theory but it's also like you're just missing the point if you're trying to analyze and like put it into a framework that fits like the being set outside like in an unspecified time period is just to set the atmosphere of the movie and it's also like kind of saying this could take place at any time this is like an overarching theme through like all of history yeah i don't think it means that they are actually in a a parallel universe like in hell like a parallel version of earth that is set from because like they were saying like the kids had died and were brought from each of their respective time periods and they're all together and they like tie in the line about eight mile and they're like yeah maybe eight mile is like the boundaries of wherever they're supposed to magic applies and i'm like okay oh no first of all eight mile it's a real place it's set in detroit <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> um but yeah yeah I, I like i think like at that point you're just missing the point mm-hmm. but like i thought it was um some of the stuff that they the details that they brought up were interesting that's cool so yeah so like i really like this movie because there's all that stuff that there's so many details that you analyze um and you don't really uh like there's always more to talk about and to analyze um and details that you don't notice the first time um anything else um i don't know i just i think this is one of the best horror movies ever made yeah in that it's fucking terrifying without going over the top mm-hmm. right. because i also think it, you don't really get like a jump scare or like anything there's it's like just, there are there's, there's the ball and yeah. then the dude but that's like but it. they're effective and it's yeah. not like they're trying to be like super super terrifying right. i also feel like this is <laughs> sorry this cat is sorry the cat has been i should say if you hear purring it's because hey. the cat has been like all over and i've been holding the mic up to him um but he just like got all up on molly Um, guys continue um it's one of those like where i feel like my fears were personally addressed and um, this is very much a movie that's grounded in a lot of reality like although there is this like supernatural force following them Mm -hmm. a lot of what we see is just like teenagers yeah well not teenagers but like young adults yeah like just living their everyday lives so it's super like 
it's one of those like I could see this happening to like our friend group, right? Yeah, because like I see our friend group like in like that situation, like not like that situation, but you know what I mean. Like but, it's easy yeah. to like jumping substitute on and, yeah. yourself right. into their shoes. So and like it's based in the same sort of emotions that I feel like a lot of young people generally feel, and so like most people watching this movie have like felt the like shame or fear that these kids are feeling just without a demon following them. Yeah. <laughs> just like the the inner demons right um uh i had one last thing there's this interview that the uh director did with vulture and the interviewer asked about um um when it kills greg it takes the form of his mother um which is disturbing and then so the director talks about yeah um uh so why did I make it the mom other than just saying it was, uh, other than just saying it was one of the more fucked up things that I could think of. It's also within the film. We're sort of avoiding the influence of the adult world. And so I thought it was interesting to only enter that into that space through the trope of the monster. There are other forms that tie into other characters too. Some are very clear and people get it. And some are much harder to pick up on. There are a couple that I don't think I've ever had anyone even ask about because we also try to be true to distance. Um, and then he talks about how he kept the camera, like, at the location of the actors. But, like, um, if it was a point of view shot from their perspective, they, like, made it look like the way a normal person would see it. They didn't, like, have a longer lens to zoom in. But um, I thought that was interesting that he did clarify that uh, there are forms of the monster that mean stuff to mm-hmm. um, the characters. Oh, uh and another thing about that theory that I was talking about on Reddit um, was that they they bring up that uh, they like try to tie in each of the forms of the monster to Jay's emotions because their their uh, their like thought was that the monster takes the form like Jay is giving the form to the monster. So like when she first sees the monster, it's when she's tied up and the monster is in the form of a naked woman. And so like the naked woman represents her like sexual assault basically. And then there's, um, uh, when, uh, there's like, they had a bunch, there's another one, like the, the pissing girl is also like (laughs) representing, um, Jay worried about, um sexual assault and stuff and then the dad and like all those uh uh also the kid when they're at the beach um the it it comes in the form of yara right um but then it becomes the kid it turns into a kid which is actually one of the kids who was um like peeping at her at the beginning like over the fence yeah one of those kids is the form of the monster that they show at the beach Oh, like when it breaks in? Yeah. Or yeah. When it like comes through the hole? Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't realize we'd seen that kid before. So, um, I, I like closed the tab, but, um, yeah, they, they were analyzing each of those and trying to explain why she sees it that way. Um, and I thought that was, uh, an interesting, uh, but, way of seeing it. Yeah. But the director said not all of them have meaning. No, the, di- well, the director said, um, there are other forms that tie into other characters, um, and he says that some are clear and some are harder to pick up on. Okay. That's so cool. And it's one of those, the first time I saw this movie, um, it was like, he said like, it could be someone, you know, and like the first time I watched this movie, I was like, she doesn't know any of these people. Like it didn't turn into any of our friends, like whatever. 
But right. like hearing that analysis, yeah. like when you realize that like it goes right. much deeper than like surface level. Yeah. Shit, it's so cool. Right. I guess I'm just curious about the grandma. The old woman. That's one that I can't place. Because uh, like the tall man, I we don't see anything, but I can see the tall man as just being like generally like very large man coming at and you she's especially very when in she that is moment. like at very peak fear that is probably like one of the okay. worst things to see I got so it. that one makes sense to me so um girl in the yellow dress the form it takes while following hugh and jeff he's likely guilty over the women he's led to their death and fears this metaphor of innocence that the monster becomes um the naked woman when jay is tied up a representation of jay's own vulnerability the old woman in a gown this one's trickier but i think it's a feeling of mortality jay has on initial reflection of the trauma she's just experienced okay twilight um half naked bruised woman another reminder of jay's sexual assault the tall man at first i assumed this would be a fear of imposing men after jay's sexual assault however He's likely a combination of this with an early stand-in for Jay's father. Um, Yara on the beach. Wait, what do you mean of early stand-in? <laughs> like, um, Jay's father shows up later, so this is like an earlier version of oh. the monster. I don't, I, I think like, it's just the impending fear of men, especially at her. She's at, like, I think that's probably the, her biggest moment of fear in the whole movie. Yeah. And I just think that that's just a general, like, tie-in with just the fear thing. I don't really see... I could see right. maybe because like I don't see a father meaning on that one. Um, then there's Yara on the beach. At this point, Jay um, is realizing the monster is real. She has just met with Hugh and Jeff again. Hugh slash Jeff again, uh, and is reflecting on his warning because he told her the monster will sometimes appear as someone close to you. She's now imposing the idea onto the monster. Scary kid. Um, after seeing the monsters, Yara, Jay's realizing it can be anybody and her mind is racing through all possible forms it could use to get close to her. She remembers the peeping Tom kid and so the monster takes that form. There's more, uh, but like it's not really... Yeah, I just thought that was an interesting uh, idea that like um, the monster is like she's the one giving the yeah. form so cool. to the monster then. I will say the first time I watched it, I just thought that they were just like just throwing like, random yeah. shit out there and that makes sense that this one totally like adds more meaning you said that's like one thing that d the director confirmed the director confirmed that sometimes the uh the forms have meaning to the characters okay yeah that's a oh man that just ev hearing ev sorry yeah. hearing everything about this movie just um makes me love it so much more. yeah yeah because there's so many details um that was the theory that i was reading is from on reddit slash fan theories it's from spidey fan 914 and it's called absolutely insane it follows theory the monster is not the biggest threat and that's the theory that leads to th that ends with saying that paul is a suck is an incubus oh, okay yeah. incubus or succubus i think incubus is the one that's male okay. and succubus is because i just remember we said succubus earlier so i wasn't sure yeah i mean they're the same type of creature i did not know that i just yeah. know incubus was that one band does he grab the wheel <laughs> and drive <laughs> and they do a lot in this movie yeah incubus you have some <laughs> questions <Prophecies>. to answer <laughs> <laughs> um yeah any other thoughts i'm good now this movie bops go watch it yeah that's my final statement final yeah. on this movie it's really good all right um still 10 out of 10 perfect so, awesome okay stay tuned for our next episode <gasps> yeah featuring a very special guest star 
Sydney Lawson. Yeah. yeah. And we're doing the Amityville Horror, the original. Yeah. I had a blast. 79? Yes. I think. Yes. yes. Yeah, because it was the year before The Shining. Oh, wait. Right. Before we end, uh, we normally just go over our ratings. We all gave it 10 stars. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. still want to yes. stand? Yeah. I just want to get on record that we are all standing by our 10 stars. 10 yeah. fucking stars. Good. So, okay. Yeah. Just making sure. No, good. Cool. Good okay. All right. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.